From Los Angeles, California, it's Felice Navipod with special guest Eli Olsberg. And now, here's Tony Thaxton. Christmas only comes around once a year. Hello, ho, ho. Welcome to Felice Navi Pod. My name is Tony Thaxton. With me, as always, is Rigby. Yep. There she was. Look, you guys, gonna be honest with you right up top. I have been sick for several days now. Uh, just not totally able to shake this summer cold that took over. And, uh, took over. I've been doing a lot of sleeping and a lot of nose blowing. And uh, because of those things, no music on this this week's episode. Didn't have the time, didn't have the energy, didn't have the voice. Did I ever have the voice? Not really. But, uh, so we're just going to get right into it. We'll try to make up with it, make up for it, I should say. And we'll uh, talk about some, some, some music and play some other music by other people. But, uh. I see my guest outside right now. I'm going to go get the door before I give Rigby the chance to bark because I don't have the energy to yell at her. So, let me get this. Eli Olsberg, come hey, on in. Hey, how's it going? All right, how you doing? Not bad. I like to interrupt my guests. And, and by guests, I mean my hosts <laughs> as I enter the door. R- already off to a great start. <laughs> literally off to the races. <laughs> That's all right. I I remember uh, I had guests that, like one of the earlier ones I did, as soon as they came in, they they were like really good at playing along and they immediately said Merry Christmas to me. And for some reason, it just like threw me off and I couldn't speak. And I remember I just <laughs> went, thank you, Fru. <laughs> thank you, what? Thank you, Fru? Fru? Yeah, like uh, Fru just came out for no reason at all. Like a, and, that sounds like a character in Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Specifically, like when, when he started having like... Uh, kids toys as walking talking characters <laughs> like it's fru it's jar jar's friend fru uh, misa love fru <laughs> yeah oh man that actually is too uh that sounds too real <laughs> and just for context we had talked about this right before we started recording what do you mean you I'm, just showed up yeah exa- i mean before, when you called me earlier yeah, when today. i called you earlier I said I was. I'm like sort of loopy. I already called your girlfriend a different name. That's a joke. <laughs> Although they weren't far off, and the co- and the reason why it happened was fairly sure, sure, barely okay. And by barely, I mean not okay at all. Uh, and then uh, I was like, yeah, we should see how this recording should go. And literally, as soon as you were like, hi, I'm like, hello, my guest on the show <laughs> is your host. It's all right. You're tired. I am. I'm exhausted, but that's fine. Because you had a you uh, you did some shows last night. And then did a show that I'd never done before, and fingers crossed, I'll never do again. And uh, <laughs> it was terrible. It was an awful show on the East Side, and uh, which is not usually the case. East uh-huh. Side usually has awesome shows, but then afterwards, I like stayed up late. I went to a midnight showing of RoboCop. Then I went and got food, and that kept me awake. Well, the point is, I went to bed at like five, like I'm some twenty-two year old, <laughs> <laughs> and then woke up at ten because I'm not twenty-two and can't. Just go to sleep whenever. That's impressive. Do you, do you have that skill? Can you just pass out wherever? Oh, no, not at all. Oh, man. So tw- is that rough for you when you were in Motion City, like uh, yeah. touring? Uh, especially for uh, international flying. Because oh. I, I have to be I have to be laying down to right. be able to sleep. I can't. I can't. And so I just I can't sleep on planes. Yeah. I talk to people who are like, oh, I just slept in my car for an hour. I'm like, I want your yeah. life. <laughs> oh, my God. Not the uh, not the lack of sleep in uh, or, the, you know, not the being at a low point where you have to sleep in a car, but just the luxury mm-hmm. of being able to. That means you could literally fall asleep at any time. That's the way I hear. Yeah. That. No, I, I that was uh, that was always one of the harder sides of touring for me. Like those early days when you'd have the like super long drives in the van. So you barely had time to sleep so if i didn't sleep in the hotel or whoever's house we stayed at 
I was I, I was gonna maybe fall asleep for a little bit in the van if like I ended up getting a bench to myself so I could lay down, but that was about it. How about on a tour bus? Can you just knock right out on a, in a bus? Yeah, that definitely helps because okay. I'm able to lay down then. Sure. I, I got to where touring became a weird thing where uh, I got so used to sleeping in a bunk that when I would come home, sleeping in a bed actually took like some days of adjusting. Like oh, I got man. so used to kind of like the vibration from the driving right, right. and like the background noise and like home was too quiet. Yeah, that's like when a like a when a Vietnam vet returns and they have to sleep on the floor <laughs> to yep. sleep comfortable. That the that's how I have to sleep actually is with background noise. Even when it's really cold, like during winter, I have to run a fan. I just have to point yeah. it a different direction because if it's too quiet, I don't I I won't be able to fall asleep. Yeah, that's something I had to adjust to that in the last uh, several years because uh, my girlfriend. Christina, Christina, <laughs> Christina, or better known in some communities, Kate. <laughs> she is the opposite, and she like wants total silence, oh. and uh, I had to compromise. Sounds like a sitcom. <laughs> Sounds like a real sitcom. The they world's should... worst sitcom. Yeah, <laughs> one of them can fall asleep right away. The other can't. See what happens in two men. You'll do. <laughs> the twist: one of them is a woman. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, so so you and I met uh, through the Side One Dummy storyteller show that we have each done. Through Kate. Through Kate, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we keep we keep crossing paths. I think we did separate shows because I've done one and you've done one. That's but right. We, I've we actually done two now. Oh, oh, have you? Yes, I've done two. I did okay. the very first one, um, which was with um, – Another comic named Chris Fairbanks, and mm-hmm. I don't remember. I think it was someone that was in the attics. They, that was like their their musical guest. He, he someone who was in a I'm super trying. group with with Joe. Yeah, then, yeah. No, it was it was the shit. And I home. had to leave. I couldn't stay at that one. Yes. I had to. I, like, I think I was there. And then I I bolted right away because okay. I had to go to meltdown for another show. But I remember that was the first one. And then yeah, and then I think you. You probably did it two or three shows later, I'd imagine. Yeah, could... it wasn't too long after that. Yeah. And and then uh, and then I went back for the Warp Tour stories one. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes. And then so that's uh, and then so you and I talked. I think the reason we ended up talking that night was you told a story about right. Boys Night Out. Boy, yeah, yeah. Uh, the a friend of mine who's currently my roommate, one of my best friends. He is a huge Boys Night Out fan. Uh, he discovered them in Iraq. <laughs> just yeah, I just wanted to really take a moment, then give that with no context. Now let me contextualize it. He uh, he was in he was in the Marines, and this was during the like Bush era, so okay. about two thousand five. You um, mean uh, Gavin Rossdale? Yeah, the guy. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. The razor blade suitcase. Yeah, uh, okay. Um, and he the, he started listening to them there, and just got really into them. And then uh, when he came back home, he just his goal was to see them in concert. So we finally were able to go to a show. And we met them at – they were opening for Plain White Tees, which just – I'm sure it's been long enough that I can say this. That couldn't have been a more mismatched pairing for tours. <laughs> right. uh, and then we ended up hanging out with them afterwards. They're like, do you want to get beer with us? And at this point, we were both in our early 20s, and we're like, holy shit, a band wants to hang with us. And they're, uh, But we didn't know they were like just driving around in rental cars and bandwagon, <laughs> right. bandwagoning what, it. What, what year was this? Oh, seven. The beginning of 07. Cause, and so they had just – Trainwreck had been out for a while. I think this was right before their like their last album before they went okay. on hiatus. They were like, I remember they mentioned that on stage, like we have a new album coming out soon. Okay, and then they came back about four months late, not even two, three months later, on their own, playing like a smaller venue, and they remembered us, and so we ended up hanging out with them before and after the show for a little bit, and uh, yeah, so there was a girl I met at one of the shows that thought I was in the band because we were hanging out with the band, <laughs> and when we went when we were back at her apartment fooling around. As soon as she found out that I was not in a band and uh, employed part-time, she was very like, all right, well, this is done. Uh, I made a huge mistake, and um, and I got revenge on her a month later at Warp Tour. Uh, she was interviewing some – I guess she's like a – that was when online journalism started to become validated, um, uh-huh. a.k.a. a blog. And, <laughs> right. uh, I interrupted her while she was interviewing Anne Berlin, and I stole the lead singer. I stole him away and started asking him questions. And one of the questions was, what side project are you working on? Not knowing he had one. I just know every band has a side project. <laughs> right. And I struck 
gold. He was like so excited. Oh yeah, I have this band called Anchor and Braille. Uh, that you know, and then he just kind of uh, he just kind of we, we talked about it for a bit. It was a genuinely great conversation. But in the back, I could just see her like. Fuck you. <laughs> it's awesome. Can I curse on here? Uh, you just did. Yeah. So I, I guess that's a yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I hosted a podcast for three years, and I people always ask that question. It should be a given that you can. Yeah, I, I don't know of a podcast that you can't. I'm sure they exist, but... Yeah, but we don't run in those circles. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was, and I guess you're, you're mutual friends with the drummer, right? Uh, yeah, Brian no, Southall was... Well, we have a mutual friend, I should say. Do you see it keeps going? Because I, I said <laughs> you're mutual friends with. <laughs> We're just yeah, because he when they broke up, then he ended up. Well, he ended up then playing guitar in the receiving end of Sirens. The receiving and then end of they broke up, and yes. then he started tour managing Motion City. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. the, the receiving end of Sirens is one of those bands. I saw them open for Newfound Glory and Census Fails. That was like a co-headlining tour, mm-hmm. and. They, a lot of people. If people were punctuation marks, they would all be question marks in that that show. They uh-huh. were like, "What?" I, I thought they were a great <laughs> band, but they were very like interesting. They they didn't match that tour, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. Like they were very. It was again kind of like the same thing with having boys and I don't play in the white tees. Yeah, they were. I think a little more like experimental than what everyone was looking for. Because as soon right. as I think it was set your goals came on after them, people went fucking insane. Uh-huh. Like they were just the, the rest of the night. Everyone was beating each other up. <laughs> As they want to do. Right. I remember when the first time, when I first started hearing about the receiving end of Sirens, I didn't realize, I, I would see people talk about them, but then mm-hmm. I would see it, people sometimes shorten it to T-R-E-O-S. Yes. Yep. And, so, and, and sometimes they would just call them trios. And around uh, that same time, Sprint had those phones tri- that were yeah, called yeah, the yeah, trio, the and it was trio. spelled that way. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why is there a band named after this fucking phone? It's branding, baby. <laughs> it's, it's all about it's all about branding. And then Palm went south very fast, and uh, you know, BlackBerry is now following in their footsteps. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. So that's always what I think of if if that band comes <laughs> up. I always the, for months I thought they were named after the Sprint phone. I wonder how much they got that. Like I wonder if other people were like, "Are you in bed with a cell phone company?" What's probably going? probably only me and like moms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The moms were like, "Well, finally, at least they're keeping us in mind when we take our kids to these shows." Because <laughs> that was that was before uh, Facebook. It was uh, you know. Because that's all moms have these days is Facebook. Yeah, my mom just joined Facebook. and I Just couldn't. now. She's like – she's very late to the game of technology, period. Mm-hmm. Um, as I think I would say 50% of parents are. And yeah. uh, she's, a, she's a foreign mom. She's not, a, she's not from here. So okay. technology is a totally different – Where's she from? Uh, Argentina. Okay. And so she – I mean she moved here when she was in her 20s, but she's still like – has kind of a learning curve with some things with yeah. technology. Um, she's very much an analog lady, and uh, she—I don't know why she joined it. Still at this point, she only has nine Facebook friends, and they're all family. <laughs> and she, at one point, because I have kind of like an <coughs> absurdist view on Facebook, and so my profile picture is my sweater draped over my head. You can't see me at all, sitting next to a water, like a a fake waterfall outside of a seventy-six gas station. <laughs> Okay, and then the header picture is that selfie that all those actors took at the Oscars. Do you remember this? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it used to be the Nasen XB that uh-huh. <laughs> I just put really stupid stuff on there. Right. And my mom's like, you know, there's no pictures of you. Like, <laughs> I, you have to go looking for them. Like, that's not good. That's not good for comedy, right? Like, don't you want people to know who you are? And why? Why are you promoting these <laughs> actors? And I'm like. Yeah, why are you on here? <laughs> you have no reason to do any of this right now. You should be hanging out at home, watching TV, doing your thing. Stay off Facebook. <laughs> we argued for about a solid 45 minutes. Like, she would not let it go. And she just kept explaining. At one point, we were literally going in circles for, like, 10 minutes. She's like, yeah, but, you know, you just want people to know who you are. I'm like, that's kind of the point. It's like a comedy <laughs> thing. It's not funny to anybody else, probably, but I think it's hilarious. And she's like... Well, but you want to connect with people. And I'm like, we're just going in circles. We have to – it's a stalemate. It's a stalemate. And she finally was like, all right, I don't know. I, and then she started gearing up to say the same thing again. She's like, well, I think that you should just, uh, you know, change. I'm like, stop. We have to stop. Uh, and then I just moved on to the conversation about, like, my sister or something to try and steer it to something else. I keep talking about – I'm sure it has to exist, but I was like – 
I have I haven't really looked it up and I'm like there's who who knows how good it is. I keep talking about starting a a Tumblr the called Old People on Facebook and just oh, the ridiculous man. posts that they do or when they misunderstand something someone else I posted. I totally bet people would screen cap and send yeah. that. Like if it yeah, I'm sure there are parents of parents of Facebook that <laughs> fuck yeah parents dot Tumblr because shit I had a I had a, a follow up to that. Uh, it was oh well. For example, I had a, a, a friend of I've never even actually met. The, do you get the thing where like friends? I have a thing where like friends of my parents that I've never even actually met. Just they know who I am, so they'll like send me a friend request. And I'm like, oh, I yeah, know who I've... that person is, and then I feel like a jerk if I don't say yes. And... Yeah, it's one of those things. Like I'm not at the point where I, I want to be. I don't want to be famous enough that I ever get bothered, but I do want to be famous enough that I can convert my Facebook page to a like page. Right. So I don't ever have to, like people can just join in and I don't have to accept anything. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I kind of just, I don't, the only time I don't accept is if I get the feeling, if it says no mutual friends and it doesn't look like a real account, like, mm -hmm. you know, if it, cause then you start getting messages and stuff on your wall. That's like spam. But yeah, other than that, I just accept it, and then I don't do anything with it. I've been right. hiding a lot of news feeds of people I don't know. Yeah, like, if yeah. it's someone I, need, I don't I know. I need to do that. I barely just I, – because I find that if even if I look at it, I just get frustrated. It's a rabbit hole, man. Yeah. Like, you start one thing, you're that's a that becomes half your day. <laughs> and now, like, people are – oh, by the way, do you know that, like – do you have an iPhone? Yeah. Okay, so when – Facebook now you have to use Messenger. I was just reading about this the other day. The privacy, yeah. Like I, I uninstalled it as soon as I read that. Yeah, it, like, I haven't it, actually installed it yet, and I may not. Yeah, you just I, I, if people message me, I just I'm gonna get to the computer as soon as I yeah. can. <laughs> I mm -hmm. try. It sucks because like when you're a comic, sometimes you get a last minute <laughs> invite with someone you're not close with. That'll be like, hey, uh, can you do the show at seven or eight o'clock? So you want to be able to respond right away, but I also don't want. Mark Zuckerberg knowing where I am uh -huh. <laughs> or like whatever that it's not really the location thing actually what is it that thing where it's like your phone um, the camera on your phone becomes sentient or something yeah it's saying like they, they some I don't even know who knows it could be one of those things is, is this even true yeah but, yeah. It, yeah it claims like it could use your microphone at, on your phone at any time yeah to generate camera like, that's how it like and... generates ad content apparently but uh -huh. like what if you're I don't know man it's weird because it's like I all I feel like it's going to be hearing a lot of people watching pornography like that's right. what it's, they're just going to hear a lot of slap sounds and orgasms like it's yeah, so I, how is this legal that's what I don't get if you consent to it if you download it there's just they, they put the terms in it's agreement like, and people just don't read it and... yeah they, they that's become I feel like there's a great uh, premise there for the idea of a joke about how like licensing an agreement to like they can write anything in there because it's just reading 10 pages yeah. and nobody's nobody's reading you know what I mean like you could essentially say like if you download a CD that band can just also like you guys could have took five bucks a month out of someone's checking account right. just if you wanna but hey they didn't read the fine print yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean if you do if anyone does that they're literally subhuman this is a joke but a bit not too funny but the point is so yeah i think it's that freaked me the fuck out i immediately deleted it yeah i yeah it's real weird i'm curious to see where this heads because if people you know if enough people read this and, the, and all that is true i don't i don't get how this is legal but i feel like at some point it's gonna yeah it'll hopefully just collapse into itself yeah. And it'll just be Facebook again, where you can just message. Yeah. Or Facebook just goes away, which I feel like I'd be okay with. Oh, man, I would be. I'm dying for it, too. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, all, so many sad moms out there, though, if that happens. I know. Yeah. Yeah, they're not going to be able to monitor their kids anymore. Nope. Uh, uh, but that's what I was going to say. The friend of my, my parents on Facebook, you know, some, like, 60-year-old man, one day I randomly get a thing from him of him inviting me to like Paul McCartney. Oh, <laughs> uh, really? <laughs> Gotta what spread a, that word. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's a real <laughs> grassroots movement, huh? Holy crap. That's the dumbest, like, well, they don't have, I get it when people, like, invite you to, like, their small business or whatever yeah. they started, but, you know, between candy crush saga and uh mm -hmm. farmville now you have to throw paul mccartney <laughs> a guy who probably could, couldn't give a shit less about facebook <laughs> right <laughs> well that yeah that was my favorite and we uh just like the comments uh that get left sometimes are pretty fantastic i'll 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 leave this person nameless and even 
what the association is to protect their identity. <laughs> but it is his girlfriend, <laughs> formerly known as Kate, and uh, <coughs> or the drummer of Boys Night Out. Yes. Take your pick, guys. But we, uh, someone we know, had posted a picture of their their two little boys, and a uh, a, a person left a comment on it, and it just says. Two buds hanging out looks cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so creepy, especially when it's like eight year olds. Everything is wrong with what just, you just told me. Like, I just want to know, like, why feel the need to to take the time to type that? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Just, oh man, that's like one of those. That's a timeline thing. It probably responded like four days after it was posted because you know there's no like consistency on the timeline. Right, right, right. And and then they're just like, oh, I'm bored. I'll just comment on this. And then the family's just like, who the fuck is this guy? And why is he commenting on this? That's like, and, uh, have you heard that that Kurt Brauneler joke? No. That he we, has he has a bit talking about uh, like something to do that is just so satisfying that you're never gonna know how this goes. Like you'll yeah, know, yeah. but you you won't literally know. But it's so satisfying. He was just saying to like, f- just find a random person on Facebook. <laughs> Get it, go look in their photo albums. Find a photo that's like a couple of years old. Don't friend this person or anything, but just like that one photo. Oh, that'll. And, oh my god! And yeah, like, and then it's gonna drive Jeez. that person crazy. That's my favorite. I do enjoy. I don't really like <clears throat> pull pranks in, in the classic sense, but uh-huh. I do like to. Do... Wait, so you you're not a classic prankster? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> the rumors are not true. No, sadly, I'm not what the offspring calls an original prankster. <laughs> um, that's a deep, deep callback. Uh, but I do enjoy kind of like pranks that I don't get to see the payoff. Like when I do yeah. something like really, like I did, I did one time, and I, I have a whole bit about this. But I told a Chipotle employee that the company was founded by a guy named John Chipotle and he believed me. <laughs> and I'm just like, at some point he's going to tell another employee, like, do you know that the founder, it, like that's his last name. It's John Chipotle. And they're gonna be like, are you fucking insane? <laughs> I love to be the fly on the wall when that happens. That'd yeah, be amazing. That's good. I like that. On that so, note, are you aware that, uh, Tito's vodka, this really is true. Tito's vodka, the Tito that, it, that makes this vodka, his last name is beverage. No way. <laughs> Did he like legally change it to that? Or? I don't oh know. my god. It is spelled a little bit different. There's a D in there. I think it's like like ledge, <laughs> like R I D G. Like ledge. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> beverage. Oh man. Like the beverages are coming over. Uh they would that is like so many <clears throat> dinner parties would be so miserable for them. Do you know what I mean? Like pass me a beverage, beverage. And then they're just like kill me now god i'd legally change my name at that point there's no way tito beverage that sounds like a terrible that sounds like a someone who wants to be a porn star and they're just like you have to change your name or we can't let you in this industry it is it's a great slash terrible name it tito is beverage it's the best worst name ever mm-hmm. <laughs> uh well eli olsberg hi that's a, that's thanks a, for having me at your house for that's Merry a Christmas. name <laughs> That screams Christmas to me. It does. Uh, it usually also screams Christmas trees on fire. And <laughs> so I, uh, yeah, it's a very Jewish name, obviously. But here's the kicker. I'm Jewish on my <coughs> dad's side. So technically okay. I'm not Jewish. Okay. Because um, the way Jewish culture works is the mom has to be Jewish. Because that's how they can, be. because they still don't acknowledge science maybe. I don't know. But the old, uh, traditionally it be, it's because that's how you can identify that the child is truly Jewish. It's because it came from a Jewish mom. It's uh-huh. directly from the source. Right. Uh, so my mom's Catholic, though. So And my dad died when I was really, really young. So I never once celebrated Hanukkah. I started celebrating oh, Christmas really? right out the gate. Okay. So I love Christmas. I love... Nice. I, I honestly, like, regardless of what the holiday is, it's just the that whole November to, like, December yeah. time because it's kind of the most... Well, because everyone's like just around for fall, nobody's left, and it's everything's crowded. Usually, all really good movies start coming out. That's what mm-hmm. I. That's how I quantify a lot of my life is. Oh, what? You, when are good movies coming out? And right. it's and then like, I love the whole like build up to Christmas. Christmas Day is actually kind of a downer because I'm like, ah, oh, it's over. I'm, yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of with you there. That's, I, it's the lead up. 
Yeah, and I uh, the I I like Christmas Day just because I in L A I I have such a small family. It's just my mom and my sister. Like I have family, but they're in like Argentina and other parts of the country, so I can't visit them during the holidays. Mm-hmm. So I don't go home for Christmas because my mom doesn't. She's like, why would you spend five hundred dollars on a plane ticket and all this stuff? She's like, just fly in February when it's like <coughs> cheap and no one's uh, yeah, no one else it is, is flying. The worst time to travel. So it's like yes, yeah, since I don't have a big family, I just stay here and usually with whoever else stayed in town, we usually just go to like canters or some uh-huh. that's when we that's when we really let our jewish freak flag fly and then it's oh that's a jewish freak flag fly okay i was able to say it twice that's like a she sells seashells kind of thing <laughs> so yeah i uh I, that's like it's always up until even christmas eve i i'm already like oh it's almost over yeah Do you know what i mean like it is totally. definitely it's that like mid-november to like mid-december kind of thing although that Right after Christmas, like right, right before New Year's, it's also very like kind of cool because mm-hmm. everyone's kind of like it's like this weird no man's land where no one's working, yeah. and uh, and then like everyone's kind of out. So, but not like in a rush, right? You know what I mean? There's no like insane thing. It's just everyone's just eating and and okay with long lines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's kind of what I like <laughs> about it. Right, and then and you grew up in Florida, right? South Florida, uh-huh. uh, Fort Lauderdale, and uh, <coughs> which. Uh, there, I worked at Best Buy for two years during Christmas, and you really get to see how disgusting people can be. Like, you right. really want to lose faith in humanity. You can, like, like I remember I worked Black Friday, and this guy got a, you know, one of the big things for Black Friday is the the um, the laptops um, okay. are, like, you know, $200 or something. There's, like, one laptop, and they only have, like, 50 of them. So people line up. They get a ticket outside to, like, get the laptop. And when this one lady was waiting in line, another guy came and sold her his ticket. But he, had, what she didn't know is he had already gotten the laptop. So he just made 20 bucks off selling her the ticket. Oh, Jesus. And when she got there, she thought she had a lot because she just grabbed the first box she saw. But it was like she kind of – she just got really lucky in that someone just turned around for a second to pick something up. And they turned around so the laptop was gone. So a security guard had to pry it from her hands and give it back to the other person. And she was in tears, in tears, a grown woman in her 40s turns to us and goes well not to me but to the manager and to the security guy they go you just ruined my christmas asshole and walked out i'm like that's what ruined your christmas <laughs> holy shit <laughs> this is insane this is like fucking uh it, it really was like and then uh the at the end of the <coughs> shift for each night for three nights they would replay the security footage at the beginning of the day of everyone waiting at the door until they and then they rush in uh-huh. and like because without a doubt within the first five minutes someone falls Right, right. And they get like, yeah. And eventually, they kind of stopped laughing at it because things in the news started popping about people dying, getting trampled. Yeah, so right. kind of like it's not funny anymore because shit got real. But it was for a little while like a, a kind of like a fun. Everyone just pops open a beer in the break room right. and watches that. <laughs> so yeah, where, where did you, and you're from Pennsylvania or nope, Michigan, New Jersey. You were right the second time. Michigan. I, I grew up in Michigan, and then I also lived in Virginia for a long time. As okay. Well. Um, uh, Wow, so uh, that's where I. F- that's the other thing about Florida is we just we didn't get snow, yeah. So it never truly felt like uh, right Christmas, especially South Florida where it's winter for literally three weeks out of the year, and it's usually in January, not December. Yeah, no, so, I've I've been in in Florida during December, and it's like still disgustingly humid. Yeah, it, it's terrible. I that's the other reason I like flying home in like. February, March, because it's still cool uh-huh. to the point where I don't, I'm not like sweating excessively if I'm outside for more than seven minutes. Mm-hmm. It's like really nice. Yeah. Um, I I don't miss it. People are like, <laughs> oh, oh I, did you miss home? I don't miss anything. But the only thing I miss, the only thing I like when I'm there is that because I usually just go to visit my mom. My sister doesn't live there. She moved to DC, so it's just my mom there. And whenever I go to visit, I'm just like, I have no purpose here. This is awesome. I can just <laughs> literally eat. Lay around, do nothing, go to the beach, and then go right back home. It's right. really, it, it genuinely is like a like I don't know people who go here to Joshua Tree. That's uh-huh. my Joshua Tree, <laughs> <laughs> without it's... the psychedelics, because yeah. South Florida is a giant psychedelic. Yeah, Florida is a uh, it's an interesting place. I think you and I were talking recently about uh, I I had learned I had found this this strange thing, which I, I guess makes sense, but in a way. But uh, in like in all the international touring that I did, in kids that I would meet at shows over there, like they often would say, "Oh, I've been to America." And if you ask where, 
99% of the time they say Florida because they went to Orlando and went to Disney yeah, World. Of course. And, and so that's their only impression of America. Yeah, yeah, is. and that which is hilarious because that entire area is corporately owned. There's yeah. a city called Celebration Florida. You have to, like, get screened to be able to live there. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Uh, I don't know if – I can't speak for any other state, but I know Florida has two privatized cities. Uh -huh. Celebration Florida, which is – I mean, just that name, it's like there's, yeah. there are dead bodies here. <laughs> Like fresh dead bodies in people's basements, and they don't even have basements, you know. Like uh -huh. that, and then the other one is a town called Ava Maria, Florida, which surprise, it's Catholic. It's owned by or invested in by the founder of Domino's, and the entire city is not allowed to sell contraceptives. Wow, it's fucking bananas. <laughs> <laughs> it's owned by the Noid. Yeah, it is. It really is. Like it's so insane. They're just like. I don't know. It scares the shit out of me that that's, that's like people's crazy. first impressions. I've of, never uh, heard of this. Yeah, I don't. I, this, yeah, I, I haven't read up about it in a long time. But when I lived at home, I was obsessed with it. Like I, this was right when Wikipedia came around. So I was uh -huh. like in that those Wikipedia rabbit holes would really last a long time. Yeah. <laughs> and I would just read about celebration and, and this Ava Maria town and freak the fuck out because I'm just like, holy shit! How is that? Like, imagine if someone wants to be on birth control. They have to literally leave the city limits mm -hmm. to go find it. I don't know if there's even a neighboring town. <laughs> uh, I do know there's a uh, there's a city in Florida called Dr. Phillips. What? Which, yeah. What? I forget what it's I I forget what city it's near, but I we had a <laughs> we had a day off somewhere and I was looking at the map and like one of the neighboring towns was called Dr. Phillips and that's uh, my favorite name for a city I've ever something like 2525 West 14th Street, <laughs> Dr. Phillips, Florida, 97345. That's yeah. insane. Look it up, it's real. Dr. Phillips, Florida. Do you ever feel like cities that are named after like that have like country names like of other countries that aren't in the US are the most boring towns mm -hmm. Peru, Illinois <laughs> Lebanon, Tennessee these sound like <laughs> London, Ontario, Canada oh that's a, more like a real city but like a lot of those one of the scariest places I've ever been also yeah that's what someone told me They a, a comic named Tom Segura I don't want to like ruin his joke about it but he just talks about he drove by a strip club called Beef <laughs> in London, Ontario, Canada <laughs> Go to TomSegura.com for the rest of it or wherever yet. But he's like one of my favorite comics, and I just saw him, and he—that's the. I was just like, oh my god, how fucking boss of a city is that? <laughs> I hear there are nice parts, but I have not seen those parts. I've only been once, and it was frightening. It's weird that there are dangerous neighborhoods in Canada. You know what I mean? Like, because we have such perception of it here of like the friendliest. It's basically like a friendly place with no crime and free healthcare. Yeah. But it's like I hear Vancouver has some areas like I, I want to say it's North Vancouver. I, I'm basing that literally on nothing. Uh, <laughs> for some reason in my head, I'm like, North Vancouver, that's the dangerous yeah, part. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But apparently they have like an area that is just fucking super dangerous. And I'm like, huh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't it be? You know what I mean? We uh, – I'll just say this quickly. What the, I'll give you just a, a little clue on what we witnessed the one time we played there. It was a place that used to be a hotel, and they had somehow, like, changed part of it into this crappy little venue. Uh-huh. And, uh, and then the dressing room was one of the old rooms of this little hotel, and it was, like, just a fucking dump. And I remember, like, above the closet – I mean, obviously, I'm sure some person in a band thought did this and thought they were funny, but it just said <laughs> – dead hooker storage above this closet oh, God. <clears throat> and, uh, but then in just being in that area uh at one point there was a pizza shop across the across the street and we went in there and this guy comes in at one point and you know one of those people that as soon as you see him, you're like oh this guy's gonna yeah. do something crazy oh yeah and he just comes in and he starts looking and the place was just he was like a, a a Native American fellow, but okay. was like very crazy looking though, like dressed very crazy and had like crazy sunglasses on. He and left he, the just... he left the tribe for transient life, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he just walks in and he starts like looking around at all of us and just like puts his hands out and he just starts going, "How you like my land? How you like my Whoa. land, motherfuckers? How you like?" Uh, just kept saying that and you're trying over not and, and, over and, you're just and over casually, just like, "Well, this isn't a fun city." You guys are just trying to like talk and ignore him. Oh God! 
<laughs> just kept doing it. That's terrifying. Like over and over. Oh, I think eventually crap. the owner like made him leave. But then later in the night, we are sitting in our van because we didn't know where else to go because <laughs> we were stuck at the show still. And we didn't want to go back up to that dressing room. Right, right. And we're just sitting in our van just watching the stuff that's happening around us. And back at the pizza place across the street, a guy comes over and like the woman that was working at the pizza place is standing out there and the guy just unzips his pants and just pulls out his his stuff Whoa. and then the guy that worked at the pizza place then like came running after and starts like karate kicking him basically oh <laughs> naked kung fu that's yeah. i don't know man that sounds like a good saturday night to me <laughs> so that's that's uh in a nutshell that's my experience in london ontario that's, i don't understand the converting um venues from like things that clearly aren't audio equipped for that yeah. like they did that in florida i don't i don't know if you guys performed <laughs> at a venue it was called orbit but then i think they changed the name to ovation um, uh, that sounds real familiar. It was in West Palm Beach, and it turned into I, – I think it only lasted like th- three, four years tops, and then they closed it down. But it was uh, – it used to be a, a supermarket, and okay. then it turned into a venue. And it, I mean because you, know, you could fit 2,000 people in there. So I th- – yeah. and it echoed. It reverberated. It just sounded awful. But bands kept fucking performing there. And like bands that I listened to a lot, it was a lot of pop punk stuff and punk. And like I was just like – fuck man why can't you just stay in like because i also rarely had to travel far a lot of shows went to fort lauderdale they rarely went down to miami for like clubs and stuff and i'm sure i'm sure you know like you know revolution and culture room and stuff and like that when that venue opened i was like great i have to take a 45 minute trip every fucking Uh time to hear bands that sound purely like shit and that's where my first story at the side one uh dummy show started uh the i just a quick version of it for everybody listening. I was at a Pennywise concert there. I got a bouncer choked me out. Well, tried to choke me out. And then Pennywise stopped the show to get the bouncer off me. Uh-huh. And like everybody wanted to beat the fuck out of this guy. And so I, uh, I remember I was like, I don't ever want to come here again. Every time I went to go watch like an older punk band, like no effects or something like that. Always the cops had to take like eight people away. Uh-huh. It was always at that venue. If it was anywhere else, for some reason, it was a peaceful thing. I don't know. Maybe the supermarket smell stuck around <laughs> just made people go crazy. And, uh, yeah. So I always, I, I never understand why they're like, well, let's just flip this into a music venue and just take everyone's money. Who gives a shit what it sounds like? That's what I feel like I see when I see something like that. Right. Like, it's not someone who likes music. Someone who just likes money. Yeah. And that's why it doesn't last. No, yeah, wonder, they really don't ever last. I wonder if that venue that you guys performed at's still there. Maybe because they don't have anything else. Oh, in in London, in, in London, Ontario. I don't think so. I feel like it didn't last very long at all. But no. I, I very well could be wrong. But I feel like I heard that that was gone. Did you guys go when it was snowing? Mm, not there in particular. Uh, oh, good, because I feel like the touring Canada must be insane when it's snowing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't remember ever having like any like super brutal weather there. It is the hardest border to get across, though. That's what everyone says, yeah. which is insane. Like, <coughs> you can literally go to Mexico. Like, if you're in San Diego, you can walk through, and no one's asking questions. Dude, I, yeah, there's there's a – I think it's, like, in El Paso. I was just telling someone about this the other day. If you go – I think, is it, like, El Paso to Juarez are, like, right next to each other? Yeah, they I think. Uh, we played a show in El Paso, and we started walking in our, our – tour manager that was with us was like i think if we keep going this way it's just mexico pretty soon and so we were like should we go to mexico yeah, for just... dinner <laughs> and uh, so we decided to do that and in my head at the time i was like can we do that though do we really have enough time to deal with all that thinking like i don't first of all we don't have passports on us right and right yeah but then so we get to the border and you literally it, it may have changed this was like 2003 or something right right when we got to the border we paid a quarter and then walked in. Yeah, that they was don't, it. They, I, I think when I was in, when I lived in San Diego, we went to Tijuana once because I was already. People go to Tijuana there if you're under 21 because you can drink, you know, 19 or 18, and so, yeah. uh, and people go there to get like pills and stuff. And like, I just wanted. I would already been 21 for a while, so I was like, uh-huh. I just want to see what this is like. So we just walked over, and yeah, I remember. I think the whole thing. It took us longer to park and walk to the borderline then it once we were in the city it was like so fast yeah um 
And yeah, that's what someone tells me whenever they go to like uh, another. Someone else was telling me when their band went there to Canada, they're like, "Yeah, it's always a pain in the ass to get in there. They always stop us. They go through our gear. Mm -hmm. They like it's like a ninety minute ordeal, which is super ironic." Yeah, that's probably a short one too. Really? Yeah, I we I feel like we had times that we sat there like the majority of the day. Oh my god! I don't even understand what's happening because like. And I hear sometimes bands can't get stuff through. Like they'll 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 be able to get their instruments, but then they can't get their merch through or something. Yeah, but, yeah, the merch thing is is very. There's there were times that we had to like take up just a small amount of merch. Like I, there were times I remember actually us getting a hotel room somewhere in New York. Yeah, yeah, and by just the border, putting a bunch just, of our merch in that oh, room, that going sucks. to Canada for the day, and then coming back, getting our merch out of that room. And... <coughs> Excuse me. You, you can't. To, it's not like Mexico where you buy people off. But that's not the thing there, right? <laughs> oh no, no, that's they just, take it very seriously. Wow. Yeah, because I've been. I think I went to like, like nineteen different countries, and that's by far the hardest one to get into. Wow. I hear. Did you guys do South America at any point? Uh, we did Brazil once, and that's it. I hear that like when you go to like uh, cities that don't get concerts as often, like Chile and, and Argentinians, unless you're uh, like unless you're like Rihanna. Like it's also kind of a lot of a lot of paying people off because they essentially just you know you're there and you need to get your equipment through yeah and they're just like oh we were told you were only bringing half of this and uh-huh. so they would just say they have to set a price and whatever you have you have to it's like a thousand dollars like yeah. people apparently bands have to budget out <coughs> whatever the budget is they have to tack on just like three grand and paying people off fees so crazy yeah the the one time we actually we played Mexico City once and. We flew there, and that was much different than just walking across because we were at the airport. Right, right. It still wasn't that difficult, though, but my favorite part about it was, you know, they really do the, the like, random screening with certain people uh. sometimes. And, but, and, but their way of proving that it's random, and I loved this, was after you get your bags and stuff, then you go up to this, this – there's, like, a guy, and there's, like, a little gate, and he points at this button and tells you to push this button – and if it turns red, I guess you get stopped and they like oh, search I your see. stuff. Yeah, but yeah, if yeah. it turns green, so anyway, I hit the button and turn green, and the guy just looks at me and goes, "Welcome to Mexico." <laughs> <laughs> you literally have the green light to enter. <laughs> yeah. That's so. That's awesome. I feel like it's worth it though, because all the audiences in foreign countries seem so grateful to have a concert. <laughs> yeah, they definitely are. Yeah, our, our Mexico City show was pretty great. We only went once, but the oh, that's awesome. It was, it was super fun. It was a technical nightmare, I remember, but the show itself was, it was really great. Yeah. <laughs> when aren't things technical nightmares? I feel like everyone watching a show, like people who don't, like the layman doesn't really <coughs> know, they don't give a shit. Yeah. But like everybody behind the scenes is just like gritting their teeth. They're just like, I can't get the, you know, you could just see it. But you could see it in their eyes that people are just like, God, I can't wait till this is over. Mm-hmm. God, this is such a clusterfuck. Like you get one perfect night of audio a tour. <laughs> yeah. No, this show, though, the, the, the monitor guy, the guy who ran the monitors, was under the stage. There was literally a like a hole, like a trap Whoa. door in the stage and that lifted just, up. And oh my he god! Would go down there. So if we That's scary. when we were sound checking, like we had to like communicate to like our guitar tech, and then he would tell that guy who's down under the stage. <laughs> We've come so far, yet we're still so far behind in the world. That's amazing. Yeah, that was my favorite. Is the man under the stage running things, <laughs> and then of course minutes before we go on, the whole board crashed. We ended up playing uh, the whole show without monitors. I heard whoa. nothing the whole show. So you just assumed you guys were in sync. I mean, <laughs> it sounds like the, the pressure's less on you because you're the drummer. So it's like you're you're kind of carrying the whole thing, anyways. Yeah, I mean, I had thankfully like I'm pretty good at remembering things so i'm just kind of like singing the songs in my right, head and right playing yeah, the yeah, parts yeah and hoping that everybody else is following <laughs> me <laughs> and hoping i don't forget how something goes i'm sure at some point someone else fucked up but they're like nobody can tell the difference let's just keep going <laughs> yeah this is part of the act yeah that was a weird one um well something we do on here from time to time is we like to search the web for some terrible Christmas music. Perfect. And a little segment um, called Terrible Christmas Songs. And there's a terrible theme song. All right. That was fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) So uh, I recently was brought to my attention about a uh, John Waters Christmas album that exists. Ooh. Uh, And it's, it's... Mis- it's a bit misleading, though. He's not actually doing any of the songs, but I guess he compiled a lot of songs. Oh, uh, okay. Like. And 
all of which are pretty ridiculous. Um, and I wanted to play a bit of this one. Uh, we all know the old Chipmunks Christmas stuff. Of course. But I think like in the 80s or early 90s, I'm not sure exactly when this is from, but it's very obvious it's from that era, roughly. Uh, they did a sleigh ride. Whoa. Song, Let me just say, you had me at Chipmunks. <laughs> <laughs> I may lose you, though. But, uh, so let's just... Uh, this is the video, so there's some intro to this. Oh, yeah. Before or after the um, Paul Abdul's animated video, I know that's that was what I wondered. I wondered if that's why she was brought up in the beginning. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, I believe Alvin just split his pants in the video. Yeah. Uh, to do this oh my god. Holy shit, man. I think we get the idea. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Honestly, I could listen to that over and over. I'll send you a link. Yeah, please do. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Uh, I'm just curious. How did you find that? Uh, because it, through the John Waters thing, I looked up the track listing for that John Waters, and this is one of the things he put on his Christmas album. Whoa, that is like, that's very John Watersy, actually. Um, (laughs) I love that at the beginning. He's like, what do you mean Paul Abdul is not available? Also, who like, I love when they try to, like, when they take animated <laughs> characters and put them in this, like, like celebrity life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that was that period. So the Paul Abdul video. Mm-hmm. Then there was Cool World with Brad right, Pitt. Right. And so they were trying to, like, do, do that whole hybrid. And it was one of those things that I, I'm judging. I went back and, like, read reviews on Cool World on these videos and stuff. Even back then, people were like, this, what the fuck is this? Because apparently people were not like, oh, this is cool. The real world and the animated world meet. And everyone was just like, are you kidding me? Like, that's uh, that's kind of the vibe I get. Yeah, well, I mean, at that point, Roger Rabbit had already been done. And I feel yes. like like Cool World tried to do Roger Rabbit, but then just make it not fun. Like, yeah, just, yeah, like even more like, yeah, even more like an, an adult noir-y. Yeah, yeah, that's really weird. I feel like <laughs> that... Roger Rabbit, like, the premise was the two worlds collide. It wasn't like, um, I don't know, all the other ones are like, no, this is how the world exists. Like, it's not a thing where where the two sides meet. Yeah. It's not self-aware. It's like, we're just going to play it off. Like, this has always been what it's like, even uh-huh. during caveman times. There was an animated <laughs> caveman and a real caveman. And, like, that that honestly is a national treasure, that video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I want to look up. I, I tried to find more because I assume there's got to be a whole Christmas Chipmunks album from that same era oh, where they're doing all this bad totally. early hip hop. Absolutely. And yeah, that was – well, that's their uh, – when they like reinvented them into CGI Chipmunks, you know, the, the uh-huh. Squeakquel and all those uh, and Chipwreck. Uh, those... My uh, my face is on a poster on the wall on the Squeakquel. <laughs> Wait, what? Really? <laughs> yep. It's a Motion City poster? Is that? Yep. Uh, Which I didn't even know. I found, I found that out through like just that movie kind of being on the background in the house one day. And, uh, like, I was like, what? Wait, what? There's me. That's incredible. <laughs> that's. Oh, you should get a still of that if you don't I, know, I, I need to. They, uh, when they did that, that, when they bought them back, they bought them back as like rappers. Yeah. Like, weren't they? They were very like cool. I remember. <laughs> I came back from his show in San Diego. I was with a comic friend of mine, Dave Ross, who I think you just had uh-huh. on the show. And uh, we it was our first booked show outside of L.A. ever that either of us had gotten. It was in San Diego. As we were driving back, we were going. he was dropping me off at my place, and he looks – there's a 
billboard for the Squeakquel, and he just goes, "Oh, the Squeakquel, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, it's, that's ridiculous, fuck you." He just kept saying that to the poster. I was doubled over laughing because it was just like, "Man, I don't know. I think the Squeakquel's kind of clever." <laughs> Chipwrecked. That's another one. I live for bad puns. So that's like right kind of with you there. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's. I want to do uh, one more from this John Waters Christmas. Oh, album. perfect. I have. I have different feelings on this one. This is like the exact kind of. I'm. I'm a big fan of ridiculous, stupid songs, but Absolutely. I. I, hate, I kind of hate this route, though. That is this chip more chipmunks? This or? is not chipmunks. This is. Uh, it's called. It's credited to Rudolph and Gang. Yeah, post cool. Oh, here comes Fatty with a sack of shit. Here comes Fatty with a sack of shit. Here comes Fatty with a sack of shit and all them stinking reindeer. Well, I believe in Santa Claus. Yeah, I believe that he's a prick. And though he comes but once a year, like, it's enough to make me sick. I don't care if you Him swear. and his Christmas I spirit. I don't like when like, really that's a lot the of bunk. It sounds like to me one of those things like uh, just to a... pay for all this junk. Ooh, here comes Fatty with a sack of shit. Yeah, what, what I feel like it's uh, we'll, we'll yeah, I think we've, I think we, yeah. <laughs> it feels like one of two, th- like a. Like a, a lodge somewhere in like uh, in the middle of nowhere, you know, like a small town blue collar mm-hmm. thing, and it's like just eight barflies who have no families, <laughs> and then they, there's like a, a house band that's been there for the end of time that you know they don't make a living off it. They just made peace with that's the band that plays there, <laughs> and they're like, well, we're all here alone on Christmas, so here's our song that says "fuck you" to Christmas, and everybody, all the barflies know the song and they sing along to yeah. it every year. That's mm-hmm. the background and like. Uh, and their name's probably like an anti-Christmas thing. I'm sure they have a song too that's just like Jews. Everyone's like boo, and they're like, "Well, here's a song about that." On the you know, uh, here's a dreidel on the eighth day of Hanukkah. They like totally flip the songs around right. and just like my my daddy gave to me three swastikas and they're just like singing anti-Jew stuff and everyone's just like more, more, more this is our wheelhouse that's like their whole thing yeah in 12 Days of Christmas is there has there ever been a not terrible version of that song oh the, that's my least favorite one I'm so yeah. glad you brought that up that's like one of those ones where they always have like they, they do a sexy version you mm-hmm. know 12 dildos yeah <laughs> Eight cock rings, you know, some stupid thing like that. Where there's like a naughty version, then there's a, then there's like a, you know, a Jewish version. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's the, uh, that's the one they always do the play on. Yeah, you know. Behind... Have, you ever, have you heard the Twisted Sister one? Yes, <laughs> <That's>... of course. <laughs> I think we played that on the first episode of this. Uh, yeah, that's. I mean, it's still terrible, but I guess yeah. that one's fun because it's just so stupid. And That's a time and place one. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it was for that era, by that era, for that era. I, well, for that era, but not from that era, though. Like, that was that That's a good CD point. Came Actually, out yeah, in, you're like, right, you're right. 2007 or something like that. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. I thought and it was... I think, I think, too, like, their whole thing was, like, this is... That was their final album, I think. Oh, God. Like, this is it. This is our last album. It's so Christmas they sold album. a record 1,200 copies. <laughs> Uh, well, you brought up 12 Days of Christmas, and then, so I had to jump on it because the last thing I wanted to play oh, okay. just happens to be another terrible version of this. Perfect. Uh, again, don't know the exact year, but this is sometime from the early 80s, and here is the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> what? Oh, where's my audio? What happened here? Uh-oh. What happened? Oh, I could hear it vaguely. Did I turn this down too much? Let's start. Let's try this again. Why is it so quiet? It's what probably happened? a terrible audio version of it. It is just YouTube, but uh, I guess you know what? Maybe we're not getting this one. It's too quiet. Yeah. Oh well, well, well. Let's. I'll edit. I'll edit this. I never edit, but maybe I'll edit this. <laughs> I don't think so. I think people <laughs> should see the raw struggle that is a podcast let's try this one more time here oh it's still quiet what if i refresh it here this is 
This has never happened. Yeah, if, I swear this never happens. No, I know, but you know what? When I come on a show after four hours of sleep, this is this is the get end. ready to crack oh. dunk. Dip. And it's crab fest at Red Lobster, the year's Lobster. largest. Yeah, yeah. And like we want to remind everyone this podcast is brought to you by Red Lobster. So <laughs> go ahead and get nuts with crab feast. It's <laughs> that's their advertisement. It's crab feast, which is disgusting. It sounds so fucking gross. All right, I think we're working, but I I would need to uh, give it some time here. Let's let's vamp. Oh, let's vamp. Let's, vamp. Uh, <laughs> I wanted, I wanted to to, let's just do that to go for, to the end. Uh, uh, <laughs> mm, I love vamping. Because, <laughs> a, what are your favorite? When you say about let's, let's when you say let's vamp, it's like let's just talk about vamping for five minutes. Uh, Wait, I think we're ready. I think we're ready here. I'm almost. Wait for it. Wait for <laughs> it. <laughs> oh man, this is so not worth it. Oh, guess what? It's still not working. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> so, what, did it so play normal? Mind. Did it play normal before? It did. Oh, it's, that is weird. I blame you for this. Yeah. I, well, I accept full responsibility. <laughs> I feel like I. Uh, I don't know. Between the Kate gaff and then this, I'm, I'm firing on all cylinders. <laughs> Please let uh, me be there when you tell her this, by the way, because I really <laughs> I want to see the first time when she's just like, oh, it's so disappointing. You'll know the next time you see her when she just. Oh, absolutely. That'll be the first. When stuff like that happens, it's always the first time I'm like, hey, and she's going to be like, hey, it's Christina, not Kate. <laughs> like immediately is just furious. Like you could totally always. Yeah, that actually. Oh, man, I just remembered this a long time ago. I was dating a girl and by dating I mean we literally just spent a weekend together like we uh -huh. met hooked up and it was one of those things where it kind of went into overdrive really quick Okay. and her name was Jillian and uh, this was like five years ago and I remember we were sitting and I was like I can't this girl's insane she was every time she wanted to hang out every <laughs> night and it was like kind of scary how often uh -huh. and the one time I couldn't she got really she's like well where's this relationship going I'm like what the fuck what did I just step into like a twilight zone so that's important. Like all this buildup is really important to what happens with the name gaff. So we get, I go to her place to basically tell her, I'm like, you know what? I can't hang out tonight. I'm like, cause I got to get this over with right now. Uh -huh. So I, she's like, well, why don't you take me to target? So I go to pick her up. She gets him in the car and we're talking. And then, uh, her name is Jillian. I want to remind everyone of that. <laughs> and I just talked to one of my exes, Jennifer before that. And, and when I say one of my exes, I have a rogues gallery. Uh, no, <laughs> so so we're sitting there talking, and I go, "Look, Jennifer," and she goes, "Did you just call me Jennifer?" <laughs> and in my head, I was like, I was kind of embarrassed, but then I was like, "Oh, good, this will give her perfect. Like, this will be her way of breaking." And she goes, "You're fired." Jokingly, she goes, "All right, let's go to Target." I'm like, "What? This didn't end it. <laughs> this should have ended it right here. I have no backbone. I have to take her to Target now." So we drove to Target, came back, and then when I dropped her off. It still took 25 minutes. Thankfully, I got a phone call, and I was like, hey, I have to take this. I'm like, oh, you have to go because I have to go to the show. And I'm like, she believes that. Perfect. And then I left, and it took three more days to get her out of my life. And I was just like, any if you had anybody else, anybody else on the whole planet, someone named – to anyone out there, pretend your name's Jillian right now. And I go, oh, hey, Jennifer. After being <laughs> intimate with you and touching each other with no clothes on – that would be it. That should be it right there. And for some reason, it was just like, all right, you know what? You get a pass. Let's go to – now, she really needed to go to Target, obviously. <laughs> she needed to go to Target, and she was excited to do that sweet Donald Trump reference. Yeah, yeah, you're, fi yeah, you're yeah. fired. I wish she did say it like that. You're fired. <laughs> she did the full-on impression yeah. and the point and everything. Take me to Target. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, well – I'm sorry that we don't get to listen to the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, uh, yeah. I actually kind of do want to hear those. I love when athletes have to, like, like, look at how feminine we're being. We're doing this crazy feminine thing, singing, you know, the thing men do, too, but we don't because we're athletes. Yeah, I don't know why that one doesn't want to work correctly. Um, but well, I apologize. I, I encourage everyone to look it up because yeah. it's good stuff. Um but thank you for coming by. Dude, thanks for having me, man. Uh, this was super fun. It was super fun. It was really, yeah, we really got, 
Because I feel like this is the closest you'll get to me taking mushrooms. Do you know what I mean? Like, no sleep. No, I don't know what you... Oh, the no sleep Yeah, thing. no okay. sleep I thought you meant me. literally just this podcast oh. in general. <laughs> I'm just running on fumes right now, so it literally is, like, the closest you'll get to me on psychedelics. Yeah. I think I think we did all right, considering you're super tired. I'm recovering from a summer cold. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we, we got through it all right. Oh, I we think just, we did. We Absolutely. We deprived of some... Uh, hilarious Dallas Cowboys hijinks. Yes, exactly. But I made up for it by calling people different names and that <laughs> and when we opened the show just automatically hijacking everything and just running it through a garbage disposal. It was that was insane. I was just like, "Hey, thanks for uh coming on to my show." <laughs> Uh, is there anything you would like to uh, – you got anything coming up you want to promote or anything? Uh, if anyone's listening to this from L.A., I have a show every other week at the Pleasure Chest that I co-host with T.J. Miller in West Hollywood. You can just find me on at Eli Olsberg. I always post my show stuff. Uh, and in the fall, I'll be opening for Newfound Glory. Uh, dates are still pending, but it's going to be the West Coast leg of the tour. So if anyone's going to watch uh, Newfound Glory, and I believe We Are the In Crowd is opening for them in a couple – and Fireworks is the other band. Uh I'll be doing comedy somewhere in between those bands. It's uh, it's a new thing. It's coming. Well, no, it's an old thing that's making a comeback. It sounds right. like it doesn't mix, and sometimes it can be a, a pure disaster. <laughs> so come on out. You can see one of the ones that flies straight into the ground, or you can see, uh, or you could see one that's a raging success. Uh, either way, you'll get a great show with all the other bands. Yeah. Is it? Is this your first time opening for bands? I can't remember. Yes. I know we uh, we did talk bit. about. Yeah, we did. Um, yeah, it's my first time ever opening for a band, but. I have done. Um, I did do a music festival in Pas- Pasadena. That was a disaster, only because the um, whatever they do it at music festivals that aren't like Bonnaroo or something, uh-huh. they're just like, oh, we'll let that work itself out, yeah. uh, rather than having a coordinator, and then it just uh, implodes uh, yeah. in, before the show. I, I've, I've seen that way go down a few times. Yeah, those are terrible. But no, I I don't like last night. Um, I heard that Tignataro opened for Jenny Lewis, and oh, really? it was apparently amazing. So. Wow. Uh, and Hannibal Burst did a lot. Yeah, it was at the Wiltern. Oh, crazy! Um, and apparently, David Arquette was just buying merch for people at random. <laughs> so, if you were a Jenny Lewis, you got a hell of a night. I, I uh, guess so. But I, uh, yeah, I think it'll be fun because NFG—they're kind of goofballs. So I think we'll have a real goof troop on our hands. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and if you didn't like that joke, come see me do many more like that at, <laughs> at these shows. I, I'm I'm really excited about it just because I think it's like it's not uncharted territory, but it. Because it goes back apparently as far as Bobcat Goldthwait was opening for Nirvana, yeah, and apparently a lot of that was a disaster though. Um, I've heard some of his stories and they're pretty great. But that's also like I don't know. I think it's to, uh, NFG has a much more positive, <laughs> a less right. esoteric approach yeah. to uh, <laughs> to the to the whole thing, and so they're like really going to help me promote it before. So that's I think great. this week we'll officially lock the dates. But chances are, if it's on the West Coast. I'll I'll be there. The L.A. show, I should be there. San Diego, for sure. And I think anything else, that's California or Seattle and Vegas. Nice. So Where's the L.A. show? Uh, House of Blues, West Hollywood. Okay. I just heard the other day they're tearing that down. Yeah, that's what I heard, too. They're going to supposedly make it like a hotel with a performance space, which doesn't oh, make right. sense because I think the whole idea is people want to sleep in a very expensive hotel. Uh-huh. I don't think they're going to want like a, a, a show going on downstairs. Yeah. But yeah, I hear it's there. I don't know when it's going away. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I wonder if that's one of those things where they're like, oh, it's going to go away, and then for three years it sticks around, right. and then it just that's like becomes every conversation about that house of. Blue. Uh-huh. I forget there was a venue that that happened to about two years ago. They kept saying it was going to close down, and then it finally closed down like a year ago. I just can't remember what it. Oh, it was a comedy club, but I don't remember what the like a venue, mm-hmm. and the venue finally. Oh, the Improv. It got re like invented, but for yeah. a while it was supposed to shut down. For like a year, it didn't <laughs> shut down, and then it did. So I hope we didn't lose sweet, your audience. Yeah, <laughs> that sweet mural outside. Yeah. Right? Oh my god! And that like rodeo restaurant in the front that's like cowboy themed. Yeah. It's like an outback steakhouse, but called something else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that's happening. Uh, it'll be, I think it'll be really fun. Nice. So yeah, that's that. Those are the. That's all. That's all I got. All right. That's all you're allowed. So that's perfect. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Eli. Thanks Good for having you. me. Thanks again. All right, we've reached the end once again. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Eli Olsberg, for coming by. Eli Olsberg, at Eli Olsberg on Twitter. I believe he already told you that. I'm at Tony Thaxton on Twitter. The show is at FeliceNavipod. FeliceNavipod.com has all the episodes there. I, as does iTunes, where you could leave us a nice review and you could subscribe. Uh, also... 
if you would like to support the show, click on the Amazon banner on FeliceNabipod.com and then go do your shopping like you always would on Amazon and then a small portion of that will support our show and uh, there's also a donate button on FeliceNabipod.com if you feel the need or desire to donate Rigby and I would love it but uh, we understand if you don't um, not to get uh, briefly serious just for a moment here at the end of the show but I did just want to say because of the uh, news about Robin Williams that came out uh, it, you may have seen me talk about this a little bit online but it kind of hit close to home for me uh, because of the fact that this kind of happened because of depression it's something that I have been dealing with on to a much less severe uh, volume than he was dealing with and many many other people deal with but you know I'm trying trying to get through it and it really just kind of hit home I don't ever want things to get like they got for him it sounds like and I hope if any of you are listening are going through any similar things that you know that you know that you're not alone in feeling like this I I feel it as well and I'm I'm trying to get through it make it better get some help and uh, if you need to talk to somebody talk to somebody uh, if things are super bad for you please call the depression crisis hotline is that phone number so I won't dwell on that but I just wanted people to know that so um, just gonna end the show there and uh, take care of yourselves everybody